friends, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because I'm going to connect with one of my old retirement folks from the military, Mr. Marte Gifford. So welcome, sir, to the to the, the interview. <laughs> yes, I'm back with Sergeant. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't know me from that, but yes, yeah, we're going man. to dive into because I, I saw you. We're on LinkedIn together. And like I said, I, I keep up with all my military retiree or, well, you're not officially retired yet, but we keep up with our military family yeah. and we've been stationed to a couple of places together. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I see you podcast, I was like, I have got to connect with you. So <laughs> before we dive into that conversation, I want to um, allow you to introduce who you are, what you're doing, and maybe Talk about how this whole pandemic has shifted everything that you're doing right now, and then we could dive into the retirement thing. Okay, so um, my name is Marte Gifford, uh, Sergeant Gifford, soon to be retired, uh, 24 years in service. Woo! I did not Ooh. think I was going to do 22. I didn't think I was going to do eight years. I thought I was getting out after the first enlistment. But you do know I go down many rabbit holes, so <laughs> keep me focused. Okay, so um, um, the pandemic messed us up. We uh, we came back from Germany. I was uh, the first sergeant in uh, HHD two uh, four twenty first Medical Battalion, um, and I got extra. Uh, I got pulled back to the state side to go to Chicago a year earlier. And so as soon as we touched down, we we're like Chicago. It's cool, right? Food, you know, it's gonna be great. And then the day after we got there, I would say I would say maybe within a week of us getting to Chicago, the pandemic happened. So we're new. We don't have a vehicle. <laughs> and, and everything shuts down. It's new. No one knows. It's not like you come in and you coming into the pandemic. It's like, what do we do? And then they say, y'all don't do anything. Stay home. Well, I don't have my vehicle. It's on a ship. <laughs> We don't have any way to get around to get food. You know, it was just so, it was so crazy. So it was like on top of the stress of moving, shout out to all the military families, the spouses and everybody that pick up and move, take that stress and then add the pandemic on top of it. And so with that, it, it kind of ushered in the, uh, the social media movement, right? Um, people being able to work from home um, and get that, that social connection, whether that's via for work or for, you know, the other things, because for me, it was hard for me to sit home and on my hands. And I felt like I was robbing the government. I felt like, uh, you remember, um, uh, what was his name? Not Castillo. The, the uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Herrera. I, I, yeah. Castillo. Shout out to Cecilio <laughs> Herrera. Yo, he was our, he was our um, NCRC at Norfolk. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I remember black Cuban guy. He came in. He was very radical, very very radical. Um, but it was you know I was about to go down a rabbit hole. Anyway, stay focused. Stay stay focused. Stay focused. Uh, so anyways, I was I was just you know so crazy going into that pandemic and uh trying to get things together. Um, and so I ended up just having spaz moments, and I'm like, yo. Uh, the reason I brought up Herrera because he always used to say he's he gonna bring in a ski mask and had a soldier put it on because they're robbing the government, and so that's what I felt like. I felt like I had on that ski mask, I felt like I was robbing the government, and so I was like, Yo, I gotta get back to the office. And so I did what I had to do, 
I found a way to get back to work um, and get my soldiers back to work and then PT, right? Because that's the biggest thing. We was transitioning from the APFT into the six event ACFT and majority of them was failing, right? right. Yeah. And so it was like, you can't, you're not going to pass. I know you're at, if I'm at home chilling, I know you're at home chilling. <laughs> Don't play games with me. I know you're not doing the leg tuck at home, which they took it out. Anyways, um, so yeah, we did that and uh, ended up loving it in Chicago. Except for the, the, you know, it's not one winner in Chicago. It's like five different winners. They was like, oh, this is only the second winner. I'm like, second winner? What does that even mean? They was like, it's like three or four more to come. And sure enough, the the, the ice wall got bigger and bigger. <laughs> Look, by the time you leave Chicago, you are a winter expert. So, um, yeah, man. And then I made the decision. Uh, my wife and I sat down. We made the decision to go ahead and and hang the boots up. I always said I was going to do it till the wheels fell off. But, you know, the wheels started wobbling. <laughs> I know. So, I know. I know how that whole transition. So we're going to start talking about the retirement because you you've had a very interesting transition so yeah. you know tell a little bit i mean when i left i left i retired in 2010 Woo. so i know i know retirement is so different now so tell yeah. me a little bit you know we were going to talk about how you're dealing with the transition of retirement so how has it been for you and, and you know maybe some tidbits for those who are maybe getting ready to transition that yeah. maybe they don't know what would you like to share so for for when you retired, you was under the ACAP system, right? Yes. yes. And so they transitioned from ACAP into a system that they were calling the Soldier for Life Transition Assistance Program, CIFLTAP. Um, and that was great. And so for, for our MOS, um, you know, Soldier for Life is great. However, if you're on a Navy base, <laughs> you're not getting Soldier for Life you know, assistance, you're getting Navy for life assistance, right? And the lingo, and sometimes they don't want to sign the paperwork. And so being on that Navy base, I had an appreciation for they really, they just changed it. Like maybe at right when I was getting ready to do it to, they took the soldier for life off and it's just tap now transition assistance program, same basic principles, but now they have like the uh, hiring heroes, the, the skill bridge program, um, it's a lot of different programs that they have now that, you know, is there and higher headquarters are forcing they're, they're, they're forcing the hands of the commanders and the command teams to get their people out there. Because let's face it, the, the, the real reason why they're they're forcing it is because when you get out and you go unemployment, the military is still paying that bill. Right. So if they do what they're supposed to do right utilize these programs you get people out into the workforce and now you get 100 180 days 180 days where you are allowed to go tdy to you know i about to say in run uh microsoft <laughs> i don't know somebody in run or somebody talking about me. it's russia <laughs> look but you go 180 days out you can go you can go to Microsoft. You can go to uh, Amazon. You can go to any of these places that partner with the military, and they're they're there. Uh, John Deere has a program, big program in Wisconsin, or Iowa area, where they'll take you, they'll train you, and a lot of times you go in for like maybe you know it's not a baseline. They're looking for the military people coming out, especially with the honorable discharges, right? And if you're coming out of retirement, they're looking for you. So you get out, you do your little you know six months. By the time you finish. You basically have test drove each other. So you could be like, 
you know what? I love I love my my test driver on the block. I think I want to be partner up with you. And they're doing the same thing. You know what? You know, the soldier, what they say about soldiers, service members, because it's not just for soldiers. Uh, what they say about service members is true. We like what we, uh, you know, your chemistry with our team. Join us. And they'll propose, a, um, you know, a plan, hiring plan. Um, and sometimes they'd be like, no, nah, you trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nice, but thanks for coming, you know, you know, going, whatever. And so I did that. And what I would recommend for people is you're at 24 months out, you can start your transition assistance program, right? 24 months out. You can do it 36 months out. So the first time you take it, you should take it. If your command allowed for you, do it. Take the class 36 months out by yourself. The second time, take it 24 months out, but go with your spouse because you're going to some stuff is going to you're going to see in here that's going to stick out for you. And then you guys go back and talk about it. 12 months out is when you're supposed to start like getting your stuff. Senior leaders fail to do this. They fail. They force their soldiers to do it. 12 months, you got to go do this. But we'll be sitting in there still punching the clock, still <laughs> typing up, doing reports. You're doing all that stuff. But guess what? The military is a machine. The, our song is literally Army Goes Rolling Along. They're telling you it's a machine. It's designed for, and it's good that it's a machine because it's designed to plug in place certain things. If we understand that we're the human aspect of that machine, as the human aspect, we have to say, okay, if anything happens to me, guess what the army's going to do? It's going to roll along. <laughs> so, you, you know what? You have to remove yourself from that situation. Detach. It's not you being disloyal because you've been loyal for so long. Now you got to be loyal to yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself and my family, and I'm going to set us up for success in this transition because moving is stressful. Now you're moving for the first time the last time. Right. Right? And there's a big difference in moving for that last time. You know, there's things that you don't get that you do get. There's there's programs that's out there. And on the Navy base, you don't really get all that information. I mean, you it's there, but it's called something different. So they're not, the lingo is a little bit different. And so especially for those vet services people, <laughs> you need to you take know, these yeah. classes, man. Take these classes so that you know who to go and talk to. I'm going to tell you, my, my command team, um, shout out to those guys, uh, Colonel Wagner and uh, First Sergeant uh, Villarreal. Um they really fought for me because they brought me down from Chicago to Fort Knox to do the classes. They allowed for me to do that. They allowed for me. They allowed for me to step away where a lot of people were like, no, we need you to do. We need you to keep kicking the tires until it's time for you to go. They said, no, you did what we need you to do. Now go take care of yourself and your family. And shout out, man. You, you need commanders that do that. Now, the bad part is <laughs> we found out that the process of getting me out to my internship it wasn't as easy as we thought because they signed everything and sent it up. Then somebody was like, this general didn't want to sign it. This general didn't want to sign it. They don't fall under me. Who's supposed to sign it? <laughs> and so it's like, it got to the last day I was supposed to be reporting to my internship. And I hadn't, I didn't have my paperwork signed. So, you know, these people, these people in these command positions, y'all need to get out there, find out who it is because you want to set these people up for success in that transition. And I really wanted to talk about that because there's a young lady that's at my, well, she's interning where I interned at. And her people was telling her she couldn't do certain things. You know, we're not going to allow for you to do this, but that. And it's like, no, that's not the program. 
Right. So if she went to her congressman, (laughs) her unit (laughs) would be in trouble. Now she's in the Navy, but tap is tap. That's the beauty of tap. If she went to her congressman and said something, that unit, that command would be in trouble and then it'll be a black eye to the Navy. So to set up every military branch for success, help facilitate your people get into these programs. So when they get out, they can say, man, my unit really took, like me, even though they didn't know the process and it wasn't their fault because it was above them, my unit fought for me to get, you know, they really was pushing. Like my command team was out on TDY. They were trained. They were they were out on business meetings, and they were still picking up the phone in the middle of meetings. Like, yo, my NCOIC, this dude up there in Great Lakes, he did this. You know, I need y'all to get his stuff squared away. So, if you're out there, take care of your people by knowing the process, please. <laughs> I know. I love how you're passionate about it because I definitely from the other end. If we had that, it would have made it so much easier for a transition because we, I was, it was hard transitioning to that civilian world and, you know, being programmed into doing, say, so if you can, I second the word, help your people transition because it's very important. It's really, it's really critical. It is. I want to take this point that if you've enjoyed what Marte has put down and you've been picking up them gems, please give us a follow, uh, a thumbs up and follow down with a comment down below. Because we were going to talk about how important this retirement transition is helping you and how it's been te- um, like sort of allowing you to test the waters and what you want to do when you get out. Right. So yeah. this is opening some doors. So can you tell Absolutely. a little bit about how how the transitioning is helping you ease it a little bit better than just dropping it off and say you're out. <laughs> right. So, you know, following back with that piece, it's a it's a it's a uh, retention part, too, as far as. Um, you become an ambassador for the military, right? And so because of what they did for me and allowed for me to do, um, I'm able to, like, I do a non, I'm, I'm, I intern with a nonprofit organization. Well, my bachelor's degree is Christian leadership and management. And a lot of that we were dealing with was running nonprofits and stuff like that, right? And so shout out to the Augusta Dream Center. If you guys are in the area, come on out, man. Volunteer, we always need help. We always like smiling faces. Um, but so they, I interned with those guys. And when I was there, um, you know, then I finished my master's degree. And, you know, it just gave me the opportunity to, one, you you used to do the, you was the volunteer coordinator for us in Guam. Oh, yeah. oh I love to volunteer for yeah. stuff. I took over when you, when you set it down, I took over the volunteer coordinator. And that's just a passion, you know, that I've always had, um, whether it comes from my, my, my parents, um, my wife. Uh, we we all we volunteer. We had the kids out there, and so being in the community is just a passion I have. Being able to give back and just see the the look on people's faces, um, but with this internship, what it what it does is it gives you the opportunity to to actually. Um, it's not just theory anymore. It's not just I'm learning this you know this correspondence course. No, it's application, right? It's hands on opportunity to get out there and do things. I may have took that course and got my degree in it and sucked at working with nonprofit organizations, right? You know, like if you if you if you got someone like, you know, these older people, I don't even like people. <laughs> I but I love people, right? I don't like, you know, I'm an introvert, so I naturally recharge by being by myself. That's what I mean by I don't like people, people. Um, <laughs> right? I always say that, but you know. I say, but, yeah, because I, I'm, we're going to talk about the quote a little bit before we get out, too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know, I got to give you credit for that. But go ahead and finish up about the whole intern has helped. 
Yeah. And so just being out there, it's giving me the opportunity. So, you know, my internship part is over, but I still partner with them. I'm out there. Um, I'm working in the food part of it. So I work uh, my my main part is the food pantry, but I work the computer stuff like I did, you know, as the OSA. Um, and so I'm, I'm able to help them and and utilize the skills that the army taught me as a veterinary food inspection specialist. Shout out to the 91 and 68 <laughs> Romeos. You know, you know, your skill set, it goes further than you will believe. And I'm able to extend that to the community. So, you know, we we're blessed with uh, partnerships from Food Lion or Dollar General or Golden Harvest, all these people that donate food subsistence to the community for us to be able to give it out um, to the less fortunate uh, people that fell on hard times like the government just recently cut. Um, like the seniors, well, everybody's um, assistance, right? But those seniors, man, I've witnessed like older people, they were afraid to take the stuff out because we were, we gave them, but they're like, can I take all this? Yes, ma'am, please take it. It's for you. Yes. And they're like, oh, you know, this is such a blessing. And so for me, that really touches me because, you know, um, you know, I just, I just, when I growing up, I thought it was punishment to be made to go out and do that type of stuff. Um, but now it's like, it's just that feeling of you're able to, I might not be able to give you money, but I can give you my time and my hands and all that stuff. And I just believe that doing that, you know, it'll come back a hundredfold to maybe not me, but my kids or my friends and family. So, um, that's what the internship has done for me. Um, I appreciate all the people out there, the Augusta Dream Center. They're like, they're like my extended parents, man. <laughs> <laughs> like all these old people you know not all old people but it's a lot of older people you know and they and you come in they'd be excited to see you when i ruptured my achilles oh my god i played basketball i turned basic move i ruptured my achilles when i got back out there they were like sit down somewhere you know we'll come and bring the stuff to you so it's just it was just it's just beautiful man you know um i really do appreciate the opportunity that the army afforded for me to have you know so thank you to the transition assistance program and everybody that had their hands in there. Thank you to the director, Miss Kelly, who, um, you know, Pastor Kelly, Miss Kelly, who uh, allowed for me to intern at the Augusta Dream Center. Well, I, I, I'm glad, you know, thank you for connecting with me, but I always have to ask, like, what's one thing you want people to take away from your interview today that if they don't hear anything else that you're talking about, what's the one thing you want them to take away today? You know, um, for me, I never thought that I would have served as long as I served, but I, I became a, I love soldiering. And I think that my, my love for soldiering came from my pops, uh, who was also a soldier. And, you know, he always taught us to, you know, um, take care of your people as if they're your own, like take, take care of your soldiers. Like they're your kids. If not your kids, like your younger cousins. And if they're, if they're older than you, like your, your older aunties and uncles who don't know no better. <laughs> <laughs> You still got to got it. You can lead upwards too, right? So, you know, uh, just to care about people, man. If you if you if you care about people, um and it comes back. It comes back and you know, you'll be blessed for it. Um yeah, that's that's what I want people, you know, that's what they asked me on my Audie Murphy and my and my Sergeant Morales boards. It's like, "What do you want people to take from you?" I mean, just that that I care. Um the facial expression might not look like it all the time, but um <laughs> You know, I care and leaders need to to care and take care of the people. Yeah, uh, definitely. They can definitely pick up your vibe. I can definitely tell. 
tell that. Yeah. So, Mr. Marte, we're, we're closing up and I want um, you to sh uh, let people know where they can find us. Where can we find more information about you, your services and what you got going on? So uh, on top of the stuff that I'm doing at the Augusta Dream Center, I'm shouting out my shameless plugs for the Augusta <laughs> Dream Center. We do have a run coming up, by the way. It's a 5K fun run. You can walk, run, skip. Um, you can do whatever you want to. Come out, you know, serve in the community or, you know, support. Um, you can find me down there, um, but you can also find me. I'm a podcaster. I'm on social media. I'm as Papa Giff, man, at Twitch and at YouTube, uh, Marte Gifford on YouTube, or you can just Google uh, Papa Giff, P-A-P-P-A-G-I-F-F, -F, and uh, check me out, man. While you're there, you know, smash the like button and subscribe, <laughs> man. It's free 99. Come on. And the quote that you were talking about, the quote, so... Um, I didn't have the greatest, greatest leadership, or I, I should say that my leadership was young uh, when I first came in, and, and they are instrumental. They were instrumental for me because I learned from them learning. Um, but my quote was, you can learn two things from a leader, how to be and how not to be. The one that is taught, it depends on that leader. Um, and so basically what that means is that it don't matter if you have a good leader or a bad leader, you can still learn something from them. And uh, you know, you said something about it. You know, shout out to Chief Denham. She mentioned something about it. She's like, I'm stealing your quote. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it was really just it was for me because I remember those times when my my raw, my raw and an untamed, newly promoted E5 sergeant. She used to be like, shut up, Gifford, do push ups. And I'm like, yo, it's not going to be too many more of them shut up, Giffords. <laughs> I said that in my head because my father was military and I, he was military intelligence. And I thought he, if I did something stupid, he would know automatically because, you know, I'm thinking like some James Bond 007 type military intelligence. You know, I ain't know. Um, so I was like, I can't make him look bad. I can't, I can't put a bad name on his name. So. That's where that came from. I was like, look, every time I see it, I send a message out. It's down there. All right, don't do anything stupid because your dad might find out. <laughs> I have had a pleasure talking with you. It's amazing how fast 20 minutes can fly by, but I look forward to it. I would love to have you come back and we can dive down into maybe more of the podcast world and how people maybe are struggling with it. Yeah. Because you mentioned Twitch and stuff like that, so I haven't even got into that. So would you be willing to come back? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank you for your insight and sharing all the information about TAP and, and transitioning. There's a lot of stuff that's changed since I left. So, yes, yes, we got to we got to stay informed. We got to keep people informed. So, again, thank you for your wisdom and your insight. Thank and you a reminder, for me. I want to remind everybody who tuned in that, yes, feedback is always welcome. Remember, the links are posted down in the description box below. Everything that Mr. Marte has, has mentioned will be posted down there, so make sure you check out those juicy, juicy gems down in the description box. If you enjoyed today's uh, episode, please give us a like, and if you want to continue getting more of the insights, like what Mr. Marte has shared with us, hit that smash button over there, and remember, did I say smash button? That subscribe button. Follow this, hit that uh, subscribe button. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And we will see you back here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. All right. Bye bye.
friends, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because I'm going to connect with one of my old retirement folks from the military, Mr. Marte Gifford. So welcome, sir, to the to the, the interview. <laughs> yes, I'm back with Sergeant. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't know me from that, but yes, yeah, we're going man. to dive into because I, I saw you. We're on LinkedIn together. And like I said, I, I keep up with all my military retiree or, well, you're not officially retired yet, but we keep up with our military family yeah. and we've been stationed to a couple of places together. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I see you podcast, I was like, I have got to connect with you. So <laughs> before we dive into that conversation, I want to um, allow you to introduce who you are, what you're doing, and maybe Talk about how this whole pandemic has shifted everything that you're doing right now, and then we could dive into the retirement thing. Okay, so um, my name is Marte Gifford, uh, Sergeant Gifford, soon to be retired, uh, 24 years in service. Woo! I did not Ooh. think I was going to do 22. I didn't think I was going to do eight years. I thought I was getting out after the first enlistment. But you do know I go down many rabbit holes, so <laughs> keep me focused. Okay, so um, um, the pandemic messed us up. We uh, we came back from Germany. I was uh, the first sergeant in uh, HHD two uh, four twenty first Medical Battalion, um, and I got extra. Uh, I got pulled back to the state side to go to Chicago a year earlier. And so as soon as we touched down, we we're like Chicago. It's cool, right? Food, you know, it's gonna be great. And then the day after we got there, I would say I would say maybe within a week of us getting to Chicago, the pandemic happened. So we're new. We don't have a vehicle <laughs> and, and everything shuts down. It's new. No one knows. It's not like you come in and you coming into the pandemic. It's like, what do we do? And then they say, y'all don't do anything. Stay home. Well, I don't have my vehicle. It's on a ship. <laughs> We don't have any way to get around to get food. You know, it was just so, it was so crazy. So it was like on top of the stress of moving, shout out to all the military families, the spouses and everybody that pick up and move, take that stress and then add the pandemic on top of it. And so with that, it, it kind of ushered in the, uh, the social media movement, right? Um, people being able to work from home um, and get that, that social connection, whether that's be it for work or for, you know, the other things, because for me, it was hard for me to sit home and on my hands. And I felt like I was robbing the government. I felt like uh, you remember. Um, uh, what was his name? Not Castillo. The, the uh, uh, you know, what I'm talking about Herrera. I, I, yeah. Cecilio. Shout out to Cecilio <laughs> Herrero. Yo, he was our he was our um, NCRC at Norfolk. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I remember black Cuban guy. He came in. He was very radical, very very radical. Um, but it was you know I was about to go down a rabbit hole. Anyway, stay focused. Stay stay focused. Stay focused. Uh, so anyways, I was I was just you know so crazy going into that pandemic and uh trying to get things together. Um, and so I ended up just having spaz moments, and I'm like, yo. Uh, the reason I brought up Herrera because he always used to say he's he gonna bring in a ski mask and had a soldier put it on because they're robbing the government, and so that's what I felt like. I felt like I had on that ski mask, I felt like I was robbing the government, and so I was like, Yo, I gotta get back to the office. And so I did what I had to do. 
I found a way to get back to work um, and get my soldiers back to work and then PT, right? Because that's the biggest thing. We was transitioning from the APFT into the six event ACFT and majority of them was failing, right? right. Yeah. So it was like, you can't, you're not going to pass. I know you're at, if I'm at home chilling, I know you're at home chilling. <laughs> Don't play games with me. I know you're not doing the leg tuck at home, which they took it out. Anyways, um, so yeah, we did that and uh, ended up loving it in Chicago. Except for the, the, you know, it's not one winner in Chicago. It's like five different winners. They was like, oh, this is only the second winner. I'm like, second winner? What does that even mean? They was like, it's like three or four more to come. And sure enough, the the, the ice wall got bigger and bigger. <laughs> Look, by the time you leave Chicago, you are a winter expert. So, um, yeah, man. And then I made the decision. Uh, my wife and I sat down. We made the decision to go ahead and and hang the boots up. I always said I was going to do it till the wheels fell off. But, you know, the wheels started wobbling. <laughs> I know. So, I know. I know how that whole transition. So we're going to start talking about the retirement because you you've had a very interesting transition so yeah. you know tell a little bit i mean when i left i left i retired in 2010 Woo. so i know i know retirement is so different now so tell yeah. me a little bit you know we were going to talk about how you're dealing with the transition of retirement so how has it been for you and, and you know maybe some tidbits for those who are maybe getting ready to transition that yeah. maybe they don't know what would you like to share so for for when you retired, you was under the ACAP system, right? Yes. yes. And so they transitioned from ACAP into a system that they were calling the Soldier for Life Transition Assistance Program, CIFLTAP. Um, and that was great. And so for, for our MOS, um, you know, Soldier for Life is great. However, if you're on a Navy base, <laughs> you're not getting Soldier for Life you know, assistance, you're getting Navy for life assistance, right? And the lingo, and sometimes they don't want to sign the paperwork. And so being on the Navy base, I had an appreciation for they really, they just changed it. Like maybe at right when I was getting ready to do it to, they took the soldier for life off and it's just tap now transition assistance program, same basic principles, but now they have like the uh, hiring heroes, the, the skill bridge program, um, it's a lot of different programs that they have now that, you know, is there and higher headquarters are forcing they're, they're, they're forcing the hands of the commanders and the command teams to get their people out there. Because let's face it, the, the, the real reason why they're they're forcing it is because when you get out and you go unemployment, the military is still paying that bill. Right. So if they do what they're supposed to do right utilize these programs you get people out into the workforce and now you get 100 180 days 180 days where you are allowed to go tdy to you know i about to say in run uh microsoft <laughs> i don't know somebody in run or somebody talking about me. it's russia <laughs> look but you go 180 days out you can go you can go to Microsoft. You can go to uh, Amazon. You can go to any of these places that partner with the military, and they're they're there. Uh, John Deere has a program, big program in Wisconsin, or Iowa area, where they'll take you, they'll train you, and a lot of times you go in for like maybe you know it's not a baseline. They're looking for the military people coming out, especially with the honorable discharges, right? And if you're coming out of retirement, they're looking for you. So you get out, you do your little you know six months. By the time you finish. You basically have test drove each other. So you could be like, 
you know what? I love I love my my test driver on the block. I think I want to be partner up with you. And they're doing the same thing. You know what? You know, the soldier, what they say about soldiers, service members, because it's not just for soldiers. Uh, what they say about service members is true. We like what we, uh, you know, your chemistry with our team. Join us. And they'll propose, a, um, you know, a plan, hiring plan. Um, and sometimes they'd be like, no, nah, you trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nice, but thanks for coming, you know, you know, going, whatever. And so I did that. And what I would recommend for people is you're at 24 months out, you can start your transition assistance program, right? 24 months out. You can do it 36 months out. So the first time you take it, you should take it. If your command allowed for you, do it. Take the class 36 months out by yourself. The second time, take it 24 months out, but go with your spouse because you're going to some stuff is going to you're going to see in here that's going to stick out for you. And then you guys go back and talk about it. 12 months out is when you're supposed to start like getting your stuff. Senior leaders fail to do this. They fail. They force their soldiers to do it. 12 months, you got to go do this. But we'll be sitting in there still punching the clock, still typing up, doing reports. You're doing all that stuff. But guess what? The military is a machine. The, our song is literally Army Goes Rolling Along. They're telling you it's a machine. It's designed for, and it's good that it's a machine because it's designed to plug in place certain things. If we understand that we're the human aspect of that machine, as the human aspect, we have to say, okay, if anything happens to me, guess what the army's going to do? It's going to roll along. <laughs> so, you, you know what? You have to remove yourself from that situation. Detach. It's not you being disloyal because you've been loyal for so long. Now you got to be loyal to yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself and my family, and I'm going to set us up for success in this transition because moving is stressful. Now you're moving for the first time the last time. Right. Right? And it's a big difference in moving for that last time. You know, there's things that you don't get that you do get. There's there's programs that's out there. And on the Navy base, you don't really get all that information. I mean, you it's there, but it's called something different. So they're not, the lingo is a little bit different. And so especially for those vet services people, <laughs> you need to you take know, these yeah. classes, man. Take these classes so that you know who to go and talk to. I'm going to tell you, my, my command team, um, shout out to those guys, uh, Colonel Wagner and uh, First Sergeant uh, Villarreal. Um they really fought for me because they brought me down from Chicago to Fort Knox to do the classes. They allowed for me to do that. They allowed for me. They allowed for me to step away where a lot of people were like, no, we need you to do. We need you to keep kicking the tires until it's time for you to go. They said, no, you did what we need you to do. Now go take care of yourself and your family. And shout out, man. You, you need commanders that do that. Now, the bad part is <laughs> we found out that the process of getting me out to my internship it wasn't as easy as we thought because they signed everything and sent it up. Then somebody was like, this general didn't want to sign it. This general didn't want to sign it. They don't fall under me. Who's supposed to sign it? <laughs> and so it's like, it got to the last day I was supposed to be reporting to my internship. And I hadn't, I didn't have my paperwork signed. So, you know, these people, these people in these command positions, y'all need to get out there, find out who it is because you want to set these people up for success in that transition. And I really wanted to talk about that because there's a young lady that's at my, well, she's interning where I interned at. And her people was telling her she couldn't do certain things. You know, we're not going to allow for you to do this, but that. And it's like, no, that's not the program. 
Right. And so if she went to her congressman, <laughs> her unit <laughs> would be in trouble. Now she's in the Navy, but tap is tap. That's the beauty of tap. If she went to her congressman and said something, that unit, that command would be in trouble, and then it'll be a black eye to the Navy. Right. So to set up every military branch for success, help facilitate your people get into these programs. So when they get out, they can say, man, my unit really took, like me, even though they didn't know the process and it wasn't their fault because it was above them, my unit fought for me to get, you know, they really was pushing, like my command team was out on TDY. They were trained, they were, they were out on business meetings and they were still picking up the phone in the middle of meetings like, yo, my NCOIC, this dude up there in Great Lakes, he did this. You know, I need y'all to get his stuff squared away. So if you're out there, take care of your people by knowing the process, please. <laughs> I know. I love how you're passionate about it because I definitely from the other end, if we had that, it would have made it so much easier for a transition because we I was it was hard transitioning to that civilian world and, you know, being programmed into doing say so if you can i second the word follow help your people transition because it's very important it's really it's really critical it is i want to take this point that if you've enjoyed what Marte has put down and you've been picking up them gems please give us a follow uh, a thumbs up and follow down with a comment down below because we're going to talk about how important this retirement transition is helping you and how it's been um like sort of allowing you to test the waters and what you want to do when you get out. Right. So this is opening some doors. So can you tell a little bit about how, how the transitioning is helping you ease it a little bit better than just dropping it off and say, you're out. (laughs) Right. So, you know, following back with that piece, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, retention part too, as far as um, you become an ambassador for the military. Right. And so because of what they did for me and allowed for me to do, um, I'm able to like I do a non I'm, I'm, I intern with a nonprofit organization. Well, my bachelor's degree is Christian leadership and management, and a lot of that we were dealing with was running nonprofits and stuff like that, right? And so, shout out to the Augusta Dream Center if you guys are in the area, come on out, man, volunteer. We always need help. We always like smiling faces. Um, but so they, I interned with those guys, and when I was there, um, you know, then I finished my master's degree, and you know, it just gave me the opportunity to one. You you used to do the you was the volunteer coordinator for us in Guam. Oh yeah. Oh, I love to volunteer for yeah. stuff. I took over when you when you set it down. I took over the volunteer coordinator, and that's just a passion. You know that I've always had. Um, whether it comes from my 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 parents, um, my wife. Uh, we we all we volunteer. We had the kids out there, and so being in the community is just a passion I have. Being able to give back and just see the the look on people's faces. Um, but with this internship, what it what it does is it gives you the opportunity to, to actually um, it's not just theory anymore. It's not just I'm learning this, you know, this correspondence course. No, it's application. Right. It's hands on opportunity to get out there and do things. I may have took that course and got my degree in it and sucked at working with nonprofit organizations. Right. You know, like if you if you if you got someone like. You know, these older people, I don't even like people, <laughs> I, but I love people. Right. I don't like, you know, I'm an introvert. So I naturally recharge by being by myself. That's what I mean by I don't like people, people. Um, <laughs> right. I always say that. But, you know, I said, yeah, because I, I'm, we're going to talk about the quote a little bit before we get out, too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, I got to give you credit for that. But go ahead and finish up about the whole intern has helped. 
Yeah. And so just being out there, it's giving me the opportunity. So, you know, my internship part is over, but I still partner with them. I'm out there. Um, I'm working in the food part of it. So I work uh, my my main part is the food pantry, but I work the computer stuff like I did, you know, as the OSA. Um, and so I'm, I'm able to help them and and utilize the skills that the army taught me as a veterinary food inspection specialist. Shout out to the 91 and 68 <laughs> Romeos. Woo-hoo! You know, you know, your skill set, it goes further than you will believe. And I'm able to extend that to the community. So, you know, we we're blessed with uh, partnerships from Food Lion or Dollar General or Golden Harvest, all these people that donate food subsistence to the community for us to be able to give it out um, to the less fortunate uh, people that fell on hard times. Like the government just recently cut um, like the seniors. Well, everybody's um, assistance. Right. But those seniors, man, I've witnessed like older people. They were afraid to take the stuff out because we were we gave them. They're like, can I take all this? Yes, ma'am. Please take it. It's for you. Yes. And they're like, oh, you know, this is such a blessing. And so for me, that really touches me because, you know, um, you know, I just I just when I growing up, I thought it was punishment to be made to go out and do that type of stuff. Um, But now it's like it's just that feeling of you're able to I might not be able to give you money, but I can give you my time and my hands and all that stuff. And I just believe that doing that, you know, it'll come back a hundredfold to maybe not me, but my kids or my friends and family. So um, that's what the internship has done for me. Um, I appreciate all the people out there at the Augusta Dream Center. They're like they're like my extended parents, man. <laughs> it's like all these old people, yeah, not all old people, but it's a lot of older people, you know. And they and you come in, they'd be excited to see you. When I ruptured my Achilles, oh my God, I played basketball. I turned basic move. I ruptured my Achilles. When I got back out there, they were like, "Sit down somewhere. You know, we'll come and bring the stuff to you." So it's just, it was just, it's just beautiful, man. You know, um, I really do appreciate the opportunity that the Army afforded for me to have. You know, so thank you to the Transition Assistance Program and everybody that had their hands in there. Thank you to the director, Miss. Kelly, who, um, you know, Pastor Kelly, Miss Kelly, who uh, allowed for me to intern at the Augusta Dream Center. Well, I'm I'm glad, you know, thank you for connecting with me. But I always have to ask, like, what's one thing you want people to take away from your interview today that if they don't hear anything else that you're talking about, what's the one thing you want them to take away today? You know, um, for me, I never thought that I would have served as long as I served, but I, I became a I love soldiering. And I think that my my love for soldiering came from my pops, uh, who was also a soldier. And, you know, he always taught us to, you know, um, take care of your people as if they're your own. Like, take take care of your soldiers like they're your kids, if not your kids, like your younger cousins. And if they're they're older than you, like your your older aunties and uncles who don't know no better. (laughs) (laughs) You still got to got it. You can lead upwards, too. Right. So, you know. Uh, just to care about people, man. If you if you if you care about people, um, and it comes back, it comes back, and you know you'll be blessed for it. Um, yeah, that's that's what I want people. You know, that's what they asked me on my Audie Murphy and my and my Sergeant Morales boards. It's like, what do you want people to take from you? I mean, just that that I care. Um, the facial expression might not look like it all the time, but um, <laughs> you know, I care, and leaders need to to care and take care of their people. Yeah, uh, definitely. They can definitely pick up your vibe. I can definitely tell. 
tell that. Yeah. So, Mr. Marte, we're, we're closing up and I want um, you to sh uh, let people know where they can find us. Where can we find more information about you, your services and what you got going on? So uh, on top of the stuff that I'm doing at the Augusta Dream Center, I'm shouting out my shameless plugs for the Augusta <laughs> Dream Center. We do have a run coming up, by the way. It's a 5K fun run. You can walk, run, skip. Um, you can do whatever you want to. Come out, you know, serve in the community or, you know, support. Um, you can find me down there, um, but you can also find me. I'm a podcaster. I'm on social media. I'm as Papa Giff, man, at Twitch and at YouTube, uh, Marte Gifford on YouTube, or you can just Google uh, Papa Giff, P-A-P-P-A-G-I-F-F, -F, and uh, check me out, man. While you're there, you know, smash the like button and subscribe, <laughs> man. It's free 99. Come on. And the quote that you were talking about, the quote, so... Um, I didn't have the greatest, greatest leadership, or I, I should say that my leadership was young uh, when I first came in, and, and they are instrumental. They were instrumental for me because I learned from them learning. Um, but my quote was, you can learn two things from a leader, how to be and how not to be. The one that is taught, it depends on that leader. Um, and so basically what that means is that it don't matter if you have a good leader or a bad leader, you can still learn something from them. And uh, you know, you said something about it. You know, shout out to Chief Denham. She mentioned something about it. She's like, I'm stealing your quote. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it was really just it was for me because I remember those times when my my raw, my raw and an untamed, newly promoted E5 sergeant. She used to be like, shut up, Gifford, do push ups. And I'm like, yo, it's not going to be too many more of them shut up, Giffords. <laughs> I said that in my head because my father was military and I, he was military intelligence. And I thought he, if I did something stupid, he would know automatically because, you know, I'm thinking like some James Bond 007 type military intelligence. You know, I ain't know. Um, so I was like, I can't make him look bad. I can't, I can't put a bad name on his name. So. That's where that came from. I was like, look, every time I see it, I send a message out. It's down there. All right, don't do anything stupid because your dad might find out. <laughs> I have had a pleasure talking with you. It's amazing how fast 20 minutes can fly by, but I look forward to it. I would love to have you come back and we can dive down into maybe more of the podcast world and how people maybe are struggling with it. Yeah. Because you mentioned Twitch and stuff like that. So I haven't even got into that. So would you be willing to come back? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank you for your insight and sharing all the information about TAP and, and transitioning. There's a lot of stuff that's changed since I left. So, yes, yes, we got to we got to stay informed. We got to keep people informed. So, again, thank you for your wisdom and your insight. Thank and you a reminder, for me. I want to remind everybody who tuned in that, yes, feedback is always welcome. Remember, the links are posted down in the description box below. Everything that Mr. Marte has, has mentioned will be posted down there, so make sure you check out those juicy, juicy gems down in the description box. If you enjoyed today's uh, episode, please give us a like. If, if you want to continue getting more of the insights, like what Mr. Marte has shared with us, hit that smash button over there, and remember, did I say smash button? That subscribe button. Follow this, hit that uh, subscribe button. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And we will see you back here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. All right. Bye bye.
Hi, everyone. This is Tanya again, popping in to say thank you for listening to today's show. Coffee with Tea interviews are always free, and if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that are being shared, please stay and grow with us and show your financial support. You can buy us coffee or become a monthly supporter. Links are posted in the description box. And again, I wanted to personally say thank you for tuning in.